Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. In each episode, we spend some time catching up. We share something we've enjoyed recently, whether it's a book, TV show, or something else. And then we go and have a conversation about a topic that we think is really important. These are often the sorts of things that a lot of people might be thinking about but aren't actually having the conversation about. So we want to open up that conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit subscribe and also leave us a five-star review if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify because it makes a huge difference to the success of the podcast. How are you doing, my love? I am good, although I can barely move because I went back to the gym this week and um, I want to say I was a bit over-enthusiastic is probably what's happened because I'm so sore it is (laughs) honestly such a struggle I couldn't even you know when you get up from the sofa but you've been to the gym and you realize how much effort it takes your core to get up off the sofa because of yeah how hard it is to get off the sofa yeah that's that's been me this week but it's it's been nice it's been nice to get back into that routine but um a struggle I would say yeah, for sure. And I think it's nice to have that, like, like you said, it's nice to have that routine. It's nice to get out of the house and do something a bit different and give yourself that, that separation between like working and the end of your day. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It has been really nice to, like, we, I don't think we've even, we haven't even driven anywhere this week. We've actually just walked around town, met up with some new people, been to the gym. It's felt very nice and nice and chilled um been lovely um what have you been up to I feel like I've had a really busy um couple of days but we've got the Easter bank holidays coming up at the end of this week and in the UK I don't know if it happens everywhere but in the UK it means you get a four-day weekend and I am so excited (laughs) (laughs) and it's meant to be warm and so just like hanging on for that because it reaches this point in the year and it's my favorite time of year because there are so many bank holidays or like um what are they called elsewhere like public holidays mm-hmm. so I just feel like it's that exciting time of year where it feels like summer's on its way and you can relax and have fun and all that sort of thing so I'm feeling great but my recommendation is actually linked to what I did last week which is a perfect segue that is a perfect segue please share um so last I can't remember which day it was last week but I went out for dinner with some friends and we went to a restaurant in London called Flesh and Buns um I'm not sure if you've heard of it no I actually hadn't I saw you post the menu and I hadn't even I don't even think I've seen it online before well it's somewhere that we will have to go to when you're back in the country because you would love it they do um it's predominantly Japanese food and so they have sushi, but they always have loads of other dishes as well. Um, they do bao buns, which is which is just so good. They oh, do loads of good veggie them. options. 
but they also have a really great um what's it called like a pre-theater menu so you can have like a starter like a smaller starter a smaller main and you can get to like try a few more pieces oh my god the pre-theater menu is huge like I ate so much food um and you can also and this is a bit gimmicky but it's also kind of cute you can like roast s'mores at your table so they bring over like a little mini fire pit and it's just really fun like really nice atmosphere I feel like I haven't eaten out loads in London since like everything happened over the past couple of years um so it's nice to go somewhere different try some new food really great atmosphere there's quite a few dotted around London I don't know if they're outside of London um but I can imagine they probably will expand out because it is a very popular place um yeah the food was just really good nice atmosphere just like a good place to go catch up with friends and we it was really nice we had our table and then they were like oh you know we've got more bookings but we can move you across to our lounge area so you like you could still sit and chat and catch up with people which I just think is really nice rather than essentially getting booted out and having to try and find somewhere else to go yeah oh I love that that sounds really really cool so what did you did you go to the theater no we didn't we didn't go to the theater we just tried the pre-theater menu because we weren't sure we were about to eat a full meal I was like can um, you only try that menu if you go to the theatre no they don't they don't check that you're going to the theatre tickets um, only yeah I think it's only available to like half six so you just be a bit earlier um okay. but yeah no it's really great and as soon as I went I was like you would love it so when you're back we will need to go yes that sounds amazing I definitely want to go let's do it um what is your recommendation? So my recommendation is a book and I have absolutely devoured this book over the last, in fact, I, I say, I was about to say over the last week, I think I read it in like three days. Um, and it's Verity by Colleen Hoover. And Ooh. so I've heard so many good things about Colleen Hoover. I think, um, so this ends with us. Is that her really famous one? I think it is. The one with the pink cover. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I've never read any of her stuff because I know they're all very like emotional, like romantic love stories. I think if you like the notebook and stuff like that, then you'll probably really like her books, but they're just not, they're just mm. not my thing. And I got entirely influenced by, I don't even know who it was. I saw several people say that they had read Verity and it's basically her only it's a standalone novel and it's her only one which is in this kind of murder not murder like thriller (laughs) it's not murder it's like mystery thriller (laughs) um genre although there's actually murders in there so I guess we can we can roll with that um but oh my goodness it's so so good obviously a complete departure from her usual stuff but she clearly has a real knack for writing just really captivating stories because Mm. I was absolutely like into this story so much um but it basically follows the main character is a woman called Lowen and she's a a, an author in New York um and she's basically running out of money and she's getting kicked out of her apartment but she's approached to ghostwrite the rest of a very famous book series because the author has been injured in an accident so she ends up going to that author's uh, like New England mansion um, to go mm-hmm. through all of her notes in her office and basically plan so she can write the remaining books. And she ends up getting really raveled up in 
the author's family and all of these kind of unsettling things that have happened and oh my god like I it got to the point where I couldn't actually read it at night one night because I felt so unsettled but there's nothing like particularly scary I was just visualizing it so much like someone suddenly being in the corner and staring at her or someone like just the way she describes stuff it really puts you on edge and it was really unsettling and yeah it was really amazingly written definitely recommend that sounds really good I mean definitely not one I'd be able to read at night um but yeah it sounds really good and definitely one that I will add to the list because I've been really intrigued by that book but it similarly to you like it hasn't really felt like the type of story that um is what I normally go for and mm-hmm. I know we've said before about how like there's that hesitation with really overhyped fiction um but I'm very interested to read some of her work because I always think there's a reason why there is so much hype so maybe that's the one I'll give a go yeah she's definitely a talented writer and it hasn't like I will say it hasn't convinced me to read her other stuff just because I know it's not the kind of genre that I enjoy but I will say like I enjoyed her writing like regardless of the genre she's obviously a very talented author definitely recommend no that sounds really great um and we'll definitely add it to my list of books to read this week we wanted to have a conversation about nuance and the gray area that so many things and topics and everything occupy in life um it seems like in the past few years there have been more conversations about i wouldn't necessarily say controversial but maybe polarizing topics is the best way to put it and it seems increasingly important to think about the nuance in situations and people's approaches and people's opinions because so few things in life are actually black and white. It's very rare that there is a very clear, that's right, that's wrong. Um, and so often your lived experience and your opinions and everything else factor into how you perceive an issue to be right or wrong or good or bad. Um, so you wanted to have a bit more of a conversation about that and how actually embracing the nuance can help us all to grow. Yeah, I think it's it's so true, isn't it? That as much as we might think that there's black and white and right and wrong, there really there is so much more of a grey area than we than we realise. We probably even like we don't mm-hmm. even acknowledge really in day to day life. And obviously, yes, there's things like committing crimes, which obviously there's right and wrong, but we're talking about those kind of conversations, those thoughts, those opinions, and those things that you come across in day-to-day life, which because of your own lived experience, you believe it a certain way. And while that doesn't mean that your opinion is right or wrong, it also means someone can have a very different opinion and there's still yeah. no right or wrong there. And I think coming to terms with that is is something really, really difficult, especially if you do have really strongly held values and beliefs. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think the issue lies in closing yourself off to realizing that there are other ways to look at things and there are nuance in things that you believe really strongly. Yeah, I think understanding and accepting nuance can really help to make you a more empathetic person. And I'm definitely guilty of having always been a person who, when I believe something, I believe something and that my opinion is right. And I think definitely the last couple of years have really shown so many of us that our experiences will shape what we perceive to be right or wrong. And most people, if they have a different opinion on these things, aren't fundamentally bad people. They have 
they occupy the nuance. They occupy the area where maybe there's another factor that you haven't considered because it's never affected you before or um, it's just not something you can relate to. And I think when we take a step back and go, okay, can I approach this with empathy? Yeah, maybe there is a nuance to this or the opposite way around of like, this is more, there are more layers to this issue or this um, situation than first meets the eye. And I think that's what can break down that nuance and that kind of gray area, because it can also sometimes I think feel like a scapegoat when someone goes, oh, it's more nuanced than that. There's a bit, it's a gray area actually breaking it down is there are just different layers to the opinions and it doesn't mean one is right and one is wrong yeah I feel like it's really important particularly in the age of social media because social media has allowed us to have more exposure to Mm -hmm. different beliefs and Mm -hmm. different opinions and for some people for a lot of us that can feel really jarring and really shocking because you come across all of these opinions online you're like oh my god I cannot believe someone thinks that or I cannot believe Mm -hmm. someone would put that online because their belief system their experiences that the things that they've been exposed to in their life are so different from from what you've experienced and I do think Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you have to agree with those other opinions obviously there's so many opinions online that god I, I could not agree less with but I do think being informed of those other opinions out there is so valuable because it allows you to have that awareness of other beliefs or other opinions out there and it does make you more empathetic and more thoughtful and I think if you are as a consequence of that you then become more self-aware of your own beliefs Mm -hmm. and why you hold them like if you start to question like oh but why do I think that like what is it in my life that what experience have I had that makes me think that that is right? I think yeah. it, does, it doesn't mean you have to change your belief, but I think having that self-awareness of why you believe that's a really good thing. It's never bad to question your beliefs, I don't think, and just like make sure that it's still aligned with who you mm-hmm. are, what you're thinking. Like so many of our beliefs come from, I mean, all of them come from other people and then we have to filter through them to work out whether or not they're authentic to us and the direction we want to take. And I think so much of, social media in life allows you to create an echo chamber and jarring is the exact word isn't it when you see something you really fundamentally disagree with it does feel jarring it feels really uncomfortable and there's a real temptation to kind of block that and walk away from it but actually I think if you can embrace it and understand it you don't have to adopt the view but if you can understand like the different opinions that occupy that kind of gray area then you're able to not only empathize with other people, but I think it allows you to take some of the emotion out of it. Because if you know that your opinion is just one of many, then you can strongly believe it and you can live by it. But the emotion you feel when someone contradicts it won't be as intense because you know it's just an opinion. It's not a fact. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, I I absolutely agree. And I can't, I want to say it's Brené Brown, but I also don't think it is. Maybe it was a TED talk, but I watched something and um, maybe it was during, I can't remember. It might have been a talk on like racial prejudice in the US, but the person talking was basically saying they go out of their way to follow people online who 
tout conspiracy theories who are racist, who are prejudiced, who are Trump supporters, who, like all of these things, because it keeps them informed of what other beliefs they need to contend mm. with in their day to day life. And it really made me think, like, why do we keep following those people from school who post controversial opinions, who are anti-vax, who support questionable like things? Again, I'm yeah. saying questionable because that's my belief, but like yes it's entertaining to watch these people post conspiracy theories but also like you said it's not healthy to be in an echo chamber and I think it's good to keep yourself informed of what other beliefs are out there because otherwise if you surround yourself with people who believe the exact same things as you do however liberal or open-minded you might think you are surrounding yourself with more of the same is just as restrictive and mm-hmm. you again lose that nuance and it hampers your ability to have a healthy conversation about things as well like Mm -hmm. if you because there are so many ways you can have conversations about these big topics and you can really respectfully disagree or just have a slightly different take on situations than other people and I think if we aren't aware of the opposing views or the challenges to what we believe not only could you be walking down a path that maybe you don't want to walk down because actually when you dig at it it's not you know, it's not something that lies with your views, but also how do you kind of um, counter when people question your views if you don't understand where that question's coming from? And I'm not saying we should all walk around like trying to disprove what everyone believes, but I think it's important to understand the question you might get so that you can be armed with the response. Yeah. I mean, even if it's asking why, it's having that curiosity and engaging in conversations that are outside of your outside of your usual scope, I guess. Yeah. And I think there's often like very like um divisive opinions that fly around the internet, but there's also very quick like snapbacks to those as well. Like you see a lot of people being like, oh, shouldn't have dairy because it's bad for the planet. And then the most common response is almonds take up loads of water as well so your almond milk's not that good and I think that sort of thing you're like okay that might be true it's really uncomfortable to hear but then you know what you're looking at and you go okay is that true and you're like okay that is true but it's not as bad as this other thing and like that's balanced out by this other like you can then use that not only to strengthen your belief but also as an opportunity to fill in your own like gaps within your knowledge about something because if we're going to really passionately talk about something, we need to be aware that there could be gaps in our knowledge and we've got to be constantly open to improving that. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a knowledgeable conversation on a topic, you need to know what the arguments against you are. Otherwise, if there's if there's no mm. arguments against you, that's not a conversation, that's just you preaching. And yeah, again, I don't think that that's a healthy standpoint. And I, and I do... I totally agree that I think social media is and like the online world is playing a massive part in this because social media makes nuance so so difficult like when you're restricted by 140 characters or you're restricted by a 9 by 16 frame that only stays on stories for 24 hours or a 15 second reel whatever it is there is not social media doesn't even allow like the physical space to have intellectual nuance Mm. So that's how you end up with so many of these disagreements that happen on social media because there isn't the space to have those proper discussions or there often isn't because it's not the medium that really supports having those open debates. Never mind the whole, 
you're behind a keyboard and things typed out can often sound people read things in a different way and then you lose the nuance in in language and in speech Mm. and that aspect of it as well I think social media has a real kind of something to answer for there in losing a bit of the nuance in in what people's opinions are I think it's got us out of the habit as well of searching for that and Uh critically assessing opinions like we hear x is good and y is bad and we go okay well on the surface it sounds like I would agree with x more than y so that's my opinion and we're kind of we're consuming so much at such pace it is hard to then go away and think is that what I really think do I really agree with that and like challenge it and check whether other people agree and other you know there's other evidence to support whatever it is and actually when you kind of occupy that nuanced space and you start to have like more nuanced discussions it can be really interesting because you learn more about people and why they think the way they do because even if like on the surface you and someone else has the same opinion the intricacies of it and the whys and the how like how you apply that to your life will always be slightly different yeah I do I mean I don't want to go back to social media again but I do think as well when you're on when you're in the online world you end up with the algorithms really facilitating that echo chamber Mm. effect because obviously if you're going to click on I don't know information about conspiracy theories the algorithm is going to continue to show that that equally if you're going to keep visiting very like liberal websites algorithms are going to keep showing you that and I think it does get you out the practice of looking for nuance whereas in the real life world exactly that I think it's important that having nuance can help you in situations with friends or colleagues if you have a disagreement with at work or things like that it's really flexing that muscle so you can practice that empathy and acknowledge that okay this person might have a differing standpoint from me and a differing opinion it doesn't mean doesn't mean that they're wrong but it also doesn't make your opinion any less valid either like you you are both entitled to those opinions and that's the most important thing but I guess if you're able to not practice new well I guess you you do practice nuance but it it makes you more tolerant to the ideas that there are other ideas out there and you're not like again doesn't mean you have to believe them and you have to take them on but it also means you don't shut people down just because you don't agree yeah and at the end of the day opinions aren't facts I think we can all get into that mindset of our opinions right because it's our opinion and it's quote-unquote the morally right opinion or whatever but actually having that challenged is not a bad thing and we talk a lot about how in life it's okay to change your mind it's okay to learn more information and to as a result change your views or alter how you approach things and I actually think that you can't say that and to not have nuance because it's in those like nuanced conversations it's within that gray area where the question marks appear and that's where you can challenge yourself on whether or not that's what you really think and how you grow and develop your opinions um and knowing that actually like you can have a completely different opinion to someone else neither of you are right neither of you are wrong because they are just opinions and it's what we're saying, like it helps de-escalate the emotional side of it. So you can have a much calmer approach and kind of say, okay, but what if my version of the truth isn't the truth? What if it's just an example? And you get into that habit of practicing questioning things. Like even on the day-to-day, like if you get a, I don't know, like an instant message at work and you read it and you 
think oh god that sounds really like passive aggressive and then you take a moment to go it's more nuanced than that what if that other person has just like had to deliver some bad news or has had a really stressful meeting or or their day's not going right or something it's not saying that that tone might have been right but it's saying actually it's probably not really got a lot to do with you and you're kind of reading between the lines that aren't there yeah I think that's a tricky one because obviously reading between the lines can be nuanced as well but I think Mm. what it comes down to is I don't know I feel like maybe this is a little bit devil's advocate but if you can really practice nuance in like a practical way it's almost like challenging the conventional ways of thinking and because I feel like otherwise if you're falling into the category of black and white or wrong and right those are the conventional ways of of thinking because they're the easy ways of thinking doesn't mean they're right just because they're conventional it just Mm. means they're easier but if you get into that habit of asking why, why might this person be coming across short? Why might this person feel really strongly about this that I don't agree with? If you can ask why, it is that critical, like kind of critical thinking, that curiosity that, I don't know, I guess it helps you understand that there are there are bigger things beyond you, which sounds a bit meta, but there's there's so many other things going on there's so many other situations and other conversations and I think having an awareness that you're maybe just a small part in a bigger picture of what someone else's day is like or what someone else's feelings are is puts things into perspective a bit more doesn't it if you can have that nuance Mm -hmm. I think it's so so important because we always like you've said it you base it you base your opinion off of your experience but that doesn't mean that's the only experience. It doesn't mean it's the only way to perceive it. Like you might sit there and go, oh, I think that person's in the wrong, but they could think the same about you. Like just because you're the one living it doesn't mean it's right. So I think it's really natural as well as human beings to have these really big topics and almost view nuance or the gray area as a negative thing or a scary, intimidating thing, because ultimately we want to know that we're doing the right thing. We want to know that our beliefs are falling on the right side of history and that you know most of us are pretty decent human beings we want to know we're doing the right thing and thinking the right things and therefore having the nuanced debates and having that gray area can feel so scary because then there's more room for you to be wrong but actually I think if you flip that on its head it's space for you to learn more it's space for you to grow and that's actually really powerful yeah that's exactly what like that whole you you, like you feel the pressure to think a certain way and act a certain Mm. way and be a certain Mm. way because you want to be on that like you said the right side of history or the right side of opinion whatever it is but again that that belief comes from like an internal I guess it's like that internal need to be accepted because you have done the most conventional thing or you have the most conventional belief or whatever it might be but in if we all try and do that then we literally lose nuance completely like if we all try and do the same thing because we think it's the right thing, like thinking it's the right thing isn't the same as doing the right thing or discussing what we think is the right yeah. thing or opening up those conversations about other things that can also be right. I think there's, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I guess the opposite of nuance is that you think there's only one way to do everything, isn't there? Whereas nuance is there's yes you can consider the wrong way and the right way but also there could be 10 different right ways to do this or 10 different ways you can experience this and I think I think that's the thing isn't it just opening your mind up to other 
other conversations, other narratives, other opportunities that there might be just to, I guess, broaden your, broaden your understanding, broaden your empathy and your, I guess, your appreciation of what other people have experienced. And it's critical for us moving forward, I think, in society generally, because, you know, you look at what was deemed right and acceptable 10, 20, 30, 50 years ago, we wouldn't look at those opinions and actions now and go, oh, yeah, no, that's still right. Mm. And that's because we then challenge those views and we reassess and other people go, hold up a sec, just because everyone thinks it doesn't mean it's right. And of course, within that, there will be people who go, I don't agree with that. And those views might not be well-founded and they might not be sound, but there will be people who in challenging it change the status quo and change it for the better. They enable people to have more freedom and have better representation and all of these things that are really important. And so if we can embrace it and accept that, especially on social media, it's hard to have the nuanced conversations. I guess it's A, don't take everyone's opinion at face value but also don't be intimidated by the fact that there is the space for a conversation about the grey area. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation and it's given you something to think about in terms of nuance. And of course, we would love to hear your thoughts as well Um, on this or any other topic. You can get in touch with us on the details, which are down in the show notes. We will be back next week with another episode. So make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss that. We hope you have a great week. Stay safe and we will speak to you all soon. Bye. Bye. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.